0: Hey, everybody, it's me, Kobe. I bet you're wondering why this episode is back in the streams. Well, that's because Hulkomania is dead, is alive again, if that makes sense. Hulkamania is dead, is returning, is what I mean. It's going to come back bi-weekly. Kind of monthly. I'm going to follow the timeline of 1992, since we are in the timeline of 1992 for Hulkamania is dead. So enjoy this episode of the Royal Rumble and get in tune with us at Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. All the archive of Hulkamania is dead, and so much more can be found by searching Retromania with a W over at Podbean or any podcasting platform that you choose. Thanks, everybody. Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a moonsault media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. Welcome to the WWF Royal Rumble. Thirty men compete in an over the top Rumble shot at the WWF Championship. The British Bulldog invokes his rematch for the Intercontinental Championship against the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. And the Tag Team Championships are on the line in a brutal steel cage, the Legion of Doom, with Paul Ellering, challenge Bobby the Brain Heenan's team of Perfectly Rude, ooh. And the WWF Champion Sting faces his biggest challenge yet. Can he survive against the madman from Sudan, Abdullah the Butcher, with the evil Gary Hart in his corner? Find out on this episode.
1: I am a real American.
0: Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. And what you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest hearts in the world run wild on you? Hulkamania is dead. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Retromania, pro wrestling podcast network, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast network where we romanticize, fantasize, watch, and review your favorite or not so favorite storylines, matches, events, and or feuds from your pro wrestling past. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and this is Hulkamania dead, and I'm joined here. With the mayor kicking out at two, Dave Rosenbluth. Dave, what's going on? What's
1: up, brother? What's back up, in, dude? Back in the saddle again for Hulkamania is dead. It's been a while since we've uh, we've we, we booked the uh, the the WWF without Hulk Hogan. So i uh, yes, looking indeed. forward to uh, how this uh, how this next chapter unfolds and evolves.
0: Yes, indeed. And if you are not familiar with this podcast, it is the most original fantasy booking wrestling podcast, um, the actual original fantasy booking podcast. And there's another one that's out there now. Uh, it's the guys that do the toy stuff. Um, who are they? Again, it's Kurt Hawkins and. Uh, and uh, oh,
1: uh, the, the major figure wrestling podcast. Uh, yeah, Zach so they Rider started. Kurt Hawkins, well, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers now.
0: They started doing that with their Hasbros. And this is kind of akin to the Hasbro uh era, because uh, we are going through 1984 until 1993, rebooking the Territory Brother without Hulk Hogan. What would happen if his leg was broken and he said, fuck this, I'm out, and started doing acting. Uh, What would the WWF uh, specifically look like without Hulk Hogan? How would we get there? And what, uh, what... ...fun twists and turns we might create along the way in time traveling and rebooking the territory, brother. This is episode 19, Royal Rumble 1992. If you haven't listened to the other ones, uh, I suggest you go back in the archive at Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network... uh, ...where you can find an illustrious archive, uh, episode 1 through 18, leading us all the way here... uh, ...as well as other podcasts, The Origin of Attitude, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, and Dave... We got you over there kicking out at two. What's going on with kicking out at two?
1: Uh, you know, you, you know the deal. Um, it's uh, you know, content coming out fresh uh, each and every week. Uh, did a month of uh, binging in December. Uh, so uh, you can check out all the shows that took place in the month of December. Between, uh, you know, we had a, a, a nice list, a holiday nice list that you were a part of. We had a Hanukkah special with Dennis Levy. We had uh, some action figure reviews of my action figure collections, my various action figure collection, uh, consisting of the ECW, Old San Francisco Toymakers, the WCW Gloobs, my Hasbro collection, as well as reviewing the Hasbro Maniac. Um, collector's book uh that was a lot of fun and then we ended the 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 year that that was 2020. uh i had social media Give me some ideas I I gave it to all of you And I said, you know, give me some ideas Tell me the wrestling pay-per-view equivalent Of the year that was 2020 And uh, you all gave me some great ideas And Dennis sat down with me And he chose Starcade 1997 Mm -hmm. uh, Sting and Hogan, the main event Uh, To be the man, you must be tan And uh, we, um (laughs) You've heard that story, right? Yes, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. is funny as shit. Yeah. The way to be the man, that. to be the man, you must be tan, <laughs> uh, according to Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. Uh, if you want to find out about that, check out 83 Weeks Starcade 1997. It's a hilarious story. Not <laughs> not here to plug and shill, uh, you know Eric Bischoff's podcast, but it's pretty funny. Anyhow, long story short, we watched that pay per view uh, from start to finish. The wrestling equivalent of the year 2020 was Starcade 1997. That's a watch party that's available for you in the streams if you want to check that out. Actually, we did a lot more than just watch that show. As a matter of fact, Dennis and I uh, we talked about um, various wrestler theme music, and I went on my phone and you. Tubed a bunch of different wrestlers' theme music while we were watching this show. So, nice. you know, we kind of went off the rails as did 2020. So, uh, h- okay. h- how fitting. But, uh, yeah, so that's what we have going on over there, um, you know, in the streams. We've got some stuff coming up in the month of January that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, can I can't wait to drop all that for you guys. So, uh, I'm not going to reveal it just yet. But, you know, depending on when this recording drops, of course. So, nonetheless, um, yeah, Kicking Out at 2, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Twitter, at Kicking Out 2, K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T, and the number 2. Um Give us a follow there. Like us on Facebook, as always. Uh, you know, a lot of fun going on over there, pictures and memes. I, I know it's been a little. Uh, the, the traffic hasn't been as, as frequent lately over there because I've been, you know, busy with my my new schedule with my new job. So my new my my, my, my shoot job, not my kayfabe job. This is my kayfabe job right here. <laughs> is podcasting wrestling right. podcasting, but my shoot job that pays the bills. Um, it's, it's been pretty busy, so I haven't been able to be, you know, on top of the social media. But hopefully, as I ease into this new job, I'll, I'll, I'll find a good groove and transition uh, into the, uh, the the social media activity for all you to participate so yeah uh, that, that's what we got going on
0: awesome great stuff and you can find um, that always on um by searching retromania with a W on any podcasting app any platform over there we also have cool truth with AC White House and Edwards running down aew Dynamite weekly. Uh, Great show there some uh, more present content on the evergreen Archive of Retromania pro wrestling podcast network. We have over 300 episodes now, man That's awesome. And we have almost close to 5,000 downloads. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being uh, uh, Encouraging us and giving us more inspiration to keep giving you content Um, And please like rate review subscribe and share if you want this to grow and keep on going Uh, that being said Plugs are out of the way. Let's get into this. Hulkamania is dead. Um, we're, we're here at the Royal Rumble, 1992. And the last episode we left you off with was this Tuesday in Texas, kind of going to the road to Royal Rumble. And uh, what was, you know, playing out as far as um, how we would get to the Royal Rumble. Um, if you, Like I said, if you want to go back, this is an episodic podcast, so... Go back, listen to episode 18 or go start from the beginning and listen to these uh, these trials and tribulations of uh, time travel for booking the territory in WWF without the brother man dude. Um, so brother, yeah, let's... brother, brother, brother. Let's do this. Uh, let's let's just get into the Royal Rumble. It's going to be a little bit different. If you're familiar with the show, we usually book the Royal Rumble uh, from one to thirty, and I will give you the one to thirty competitors. But I'm not going to go through everything that happens in the Royal Rumble. I'm just going to highlight some moments that will uh, uh, maybe foreshadow future feuds or um, you know en- enhance more talent or uh, yeah. The click notes. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And that's why you're here, Dave, helping me out along this (laughs) ride, brother. So, without further ado. woo! Okay, we go to the crowd. Uh, They're going wild. It's Vince McMahon, Gorilla Monsoon, and our interim president, Macho Man Randy Savage, is on commentary
1: tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh A lot of baby faces in the booth. Oh, yeah. Dig it.
0: Mm-hmm. but uh you know last time we saw macho man uh in our storyline he was uh bested by the undertaker he had uh he had become kind of a lunatic and a, a king persona but then uh he, he, after he was bested he went away and he had a daughter in our storyline and he's come back and now he's uh Beloved as the uh, interim president But we'll so see how far that goes So the macho man
1: spreads his seed All over Hulkamania's <laughs> dead Is what you're saying, uh-huh Yes, So geez. basically, now who did I impregnate? Tell me uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Elizabeth, okay, I got you. Elizabeth, <laughs> yep, that's right I gave her the macho seed, uh-huh
0: He went to the, uh, the, the plot of dirt That was Hulk Hogan's grave And uh, just had sex with it And that was it Yep, planted the seed Uh Okay, so uh, we're going into this opening match. The the Junkyard Dog versus IRS with the Million Dollar Man in his corner. Uh, As you remember on the last episode, the Junkyard Dog came out to give British Bulldog a hand... Against the IRS and Million Dollar Man beating him down, um, since they've had an ongoing feud, now it's turned into Junkyard Dog's business as well. Uh, and Junkyard Dog is joining us back in this uh, storyline in our WWF um, territory as well. What do you think of Junkyard Dog coming back into WWF in 1992,
1: Dave? Interesting, because uh, you know in, in real life Junkyard Dog uh, was in WCW in 1992, and they were trying to revive the Junkyard Dog character in in their storyline in 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 shoot you know um, in real time but Junkyard Dog in WWF he's a beloved character a beloved figure during his time in the heyday and uh, yeah I don't see why not he wouldn't fit and you know Someone as beloved as him going up against someone like the Million Dollar Man, greedy—you know, uh, you know—the the, the, the polar opposite of the junkyard dog. It's you know, sometimes opposites attract, and uh, in this case here, with the way the booking is going, uh, I think definitely opposites would attract from a psychology and storytelling standpoint. Hopefully, in ring, they can get it done.
0: Absolutely, uh, the Junkyard Dog's music hits, he's first coming out, uh, the, the crowd is going wild, this is their opening match, and then we get money, 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 eee. Eee. IRS. <laughs> uh, IRS with the Halliburton in hand, accompanied by the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Uh, how would you see this one going? Junkyard Dog pulls out with the victory, but uh, how would you see this one going against IRS?
1: Um, you know DiBiase in the corner of IRS um, I think the real root of the issue is between DiBiase and Junkyard Dog so maybe DiBiase somehow inadvertently gets involved um, Mm -hmm. costing you know IRS the match trying to get a piece of Junkyard Dog or you know it's a situation where you know with with some some referee shenanigans, you know, some some distracting of the referee, some tomfooleries going on. DiBiase throws IRS the briefcase, it backfires, junkyard dog, um, you know, uses it to their to his advantage, giving himself his, the his victory. His head's too
0: damn hard.
1: Yeah, because yeah, because <laughs> his head's not enough. You got to go with the briefcase too. Um, and then you know, of course, you know it leaves DiBiase to be like, oh shit, couldn't get the job done. So now you know, Junkyard Dog <clears> is is got more of a reason to go after JY or uh, uh, JYD Million Dollar Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could I could see you know, a, a solid opener, you know, crowd into it. You know, Junkyard Dog being a very popular character, um, situation like I said, where you know, DiBiase and IRS think they got him outsmarted, but uh, he comes out with the victory and uses it against them.
0: Yes, indeed. And uh, to get a little more heat, Junkyard Dog throws the Halliburton down the uh, aisle way, and Million Dollar Man and Ted DiBiase are uh, walking back to the dressing room. Uh, Is there money in the Halliburton? See, there has been, but uh, I think this time there was bricks.
1: Oh, it was just bricks? Okay.
0: All right. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go backstage to a promo with Mean Gene and Bobby the Brain Heenan and his family of four. Ric Flair, Lex Luger, and the tag team champions Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude. Bobby says... L.O.D., you think you're smart, locking yourselves in a cage. That's exactly where the both of you belong. Perfectly Rude and myself will pick you all apart, just like we have before in the past, and then we get back that big gold later in the night. See what it's come down to in the Royal Rumble? You've put our backs against the wall, fixed the numbers, and tried everything in your power to take our power. It's not gonna happen. And Ric Flair almost cuts Bobby short and says, Mean! Woo! By God, bottom line, Gene! Savage! We hear you loud and clear. Lex is coming in at number one in the Royal Rumble, but you forgot that you got two studs here and one of the dirtiest players in the game. You want to play? We can play. Interview's over, pal. And Rick walks off and the rest of the family is following, but obviously everybody's on edge and in a pissy mood.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Macho Man put him in that predicament, you know, as the, as the, the interim president of the WWF. So it, it looks like um, we're seeing, you know, the, the early seeds of dissension within the Heenan family um, and Randy Savage, the interim president, being the, the root cause of that.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. And uh, again, Ric Flair is in the Royal Rumble. So are the tag team champions, but they're also in a steel cage with the LOD and Lex Luger has to come in at number one. Uh, yeah, the odds are kind of stacked against the Heenan family, but they have some history with Macho Man, uh, and this is how it plays out when he's the interim president. Okay, we get a backstage promo, then to, with Sean Moody and the challenger, the British Bulldog, and his brother-in-law, Owen, by his side. Mooney asks for a status update on Bret Hart, and Owen says, My brother, he's getting better, and he's going to return before you even know it. Mooney asks the Bulldog if he's prepared for Shawn Michaels and his insurance policy. Uh, Bulldog says he's prepared I smoked a lot of crack tonight So I'm on edge No, I'm kidding (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) This time, Shawn Michaels And whatever he has up his sleeve Owen's gonna be in my corner at the ringside And we're gonna prove to the foundation And the family brand is stronger than a contract And then, I'm gonna break your heart And win my Intercontinental Championship back Alright Strong words from the British Bulldog But Shawn Michaels, remember, has that insurance policy um... We'll see how that goes. The Intercontinental Championship match is up next. It's the, the mysterious
1: Bridge- insurance policy, by the way, because we don't know who this insurance policy is. If you remember exactly. in the last episode, it was just kind of alluded to that he has an insurance policy. Now, is it you know um, home and life term insurance? Um, <laughs> is it you know car insurance? Is it medical insurance? Uh, dental insurance? I mean, any kind of insurance policy could possibly be backing up the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels and his Intercontinental Championship. Is it Intercontinental Championship? insurance policy. We don't know. We will find out in this upcoming
0: match. Take it away, Kobe. Here we go. The British Bulldog comes out first with Owen Hart by his side. And then, Shawn Michaels. The new look to him as well. This new attitude. He's the champion decked out in leather and Glasses and earrings. And, so is
1: that the uh, is that the, the the proper required work attire for uh, State Farm Insurance employees?
0: Yes. Uh, okay. Heart heart cowl design and uh, leather and zippers and, and all
1: of the stuff. Yeah.
0: <coughs> yes, indeed. So that's
1: what he wears when he answers the phone to set up your life to, to set up your life insurance
0: policy. Yes. <laughs> and he kicks back, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> And Shawn Michaels is coming out with the Intercontinental Champion, Kristen, with a new uh, leather strap. He's wearing the different color. He's got like a yellow strap on this. Um, And he's cocky, but he doesn't have his insurance policy here or whatever it was. Uh, So this match is a lot of Shawn stalling. He's, he's stalling any moment he can. Anytime Bulldog can get a hold of him, it's brief, and Sean is able to run outside and break up the hold and grab onto the ropes. And then during the match, Sean is able to trick the ref that Owen is getting involved. As Owen lifts Sean to throw him back into the ring after uh, he escapes and rolls under the, under the bottom rope and is out on the mat, uh, Owen tries to toss him back in. The referee makes a decision after Sean complains and he jacks Owen from ringside. While the ref is in the aisle way moving Owen, who's arguing with the referee about not doing anything, this huge figure wearing all black in this long duster comes out from the audience, enters the ring, delivers a big massive boot to the Bulldog, and then a powerbomb to the Bulldog, and quickly leaves the ring and stands outside. Shawn Michaels grabs the Bulldog's leg, and uh, you know for a cover, Owen is pointing to the ring, the referee turns back around, one, two, three, and again, Shawn Michaels picks up a victory over the British Bulldog with some uh, shenanigans involved. And still, your Intercontinental Champion, Shawn Michaels. Own Hart grabs the Bulldog's leg and drags him out underneath the bottom rope, and Shawn is given the belt, and this huge man enters the ring, takes off the duster. Shawn jumps up and celebrates with his buddy, gives him a high five, and they, uh, they're wondering on... Commentary: Who, who the hell is that? I, I don't know. The mass of the man. You know, everybody is just uh, wondering what's going on. Um, but Shawn Michaels picked up the victory there.
1: Still, still no, uh, still, still no name or explanation given as to who this insurance policy is and why he's here.
0: No, but we're shen- we're sending Shawn Mooney right out to get a word. So uh, we go backstage to a promo with Mean Gene standing by with the WWF Champion Sting. Sting is saying. Don't stand, don't stand, don't stand so close to me. <laughs> uh, oh mean Gene is like, uh, Stinger, or, you, you okay there? Sting says, woo, yeah, Mean Gene, I'm electrifying right now, so I suggest you stand clear, because tonight I got a big, big challenge ahead of me. Abdullah the Butcher, he's a madman, yes, but am I the man or the man? Woo! Yes! You see, Abdullah, every move you make, every breath you take, every vow break, every step you take, I'll be watching you, and I'll be splashing you, too. Woo! And, uh, wow, interesting stuff there from the champion. Then we go to Sean Mooney. Outside the WWF Intercontinental Champion's dressing room, he knocks on the door... And this huge presence answers the door. This guy with the goatee and sunglasses, slicked back, black hair, stands and glares at Sean Mooney. Sean Mooney's sitting there with the mic and he goes, uh, uh, uh hi, I wanted to maybe get a word with the Intercontinental Champion. The man just stares at Sean Mooney. Uh, uh, maybe not. Maybe a word with you? And he points the mic towards the man's face. The man grunts and turns his head. uh, uh, uh Sean says, uh, maybe not. Uh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, folks. Can you blame me? And he looks at the camera. This big man slams the door and we don't get an answer. But we see the face of the man. We know this is a dominating presence that Sean has uh, uh, as an insurance policy.
1: Yeah, so we're we're uh, we're slowly building along as to what this individual's role is. We know that obviously this person is there to back up Shawn Michaels. This person's not really giving away too much to the audience. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just have to play along until you know they decide to finally uh, reveal their true colors and and you know reveal who you are and your reasons behind it. But we kind of have an idea based yes. off of the finish of that last match. So.
0: Yes, absolutely. And the next match, as they set up the Steel Cage, the big blue steel cage, it's the Legion of Doom with Paul Ellering going against Rick Rude. What a rush! Yes, indeed, the fans fucking go nuts. It's Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect coming out with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Perfectly rude, the tag team champions. Ugh. So this match, how do you see how do you see this? I mean, this is this is a classic pairing for a steel cage match. This is right? a
1: bloodbath this yeah. is a bloodbath I mean this has been going on for a little while in, in our story arcs. Um, Legion of Doom uh, having some issues with Perfectly Rude for a while they finally bring in their mastermind their brain if you will known as uh, Paul Ellering mm-hmm. um to, to the WWF to be the equalizer for Bobby Heenan who's been getting involved in multiple um, instances with the Legion of Doom and Perfectly Rude now it's in a steel cage the big blue uh, you know I, I could just picture Hawk and Animal just bouncing these two around uh, you know both both the heels get in color um, yep. from time to time Rude and Perfect try to make the escape now question here I have for you because I don't really remember, uh, or maybe you might might have addressed this and I just forgot. Um, is this a pinfall situation where you, you win is. to pin or can you escape?
0: You can escape and you can pin.
1: Okay. All right. So. so there's instances where I can see the heels trying to, you know, get a cheap win with, you know, or a quick win with a pinfall or for the most part, they're probably trying to escape the cage
0: I see more uh, of them trying to escape. They're yeah, easily trying he, to get Heenan out of
1: there. Tra- Heenan trying to help them out from time to time with Paul Ellering just being there to make sure he doesn't get too involved. Of course, yep. as we know, the winner of this match, uh, if the Road Warriors win the match, they not only win the titles, but Paul Ellering gets five minutes alone inside of the steel cage with... Bobby the Brain Heenan just to kind of uh, get his licks in, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I see this match being a, a, a bloodbath, so to speak. Not too much of a bloodbath, but enough where you know, you know, Perfect's hair goes from perfectly blonde <laughs> to uh, crimson red. Exactly. Um, Rick Root showing his ass from time to time, literally trying to get out of the cage, LOD pulling the tights so he could see his bare ass. Right. Um, you know, but like I said, the heels every once in a while getting the sneaky advantage, trying to, uh, you know, find a quick way to win, whether it's escape or like a quick pinfall. But for the most part, LOD's pretty much, they're finally, it's, it's, it's payday for them. They're finally getting the, their, their, uh, their just due over perfectly rude here in this situation.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, Finally, Rude is able to get out of the cage first. He leaves Perfect in there by himself. Uh, (laughs) Perfect eats a Doomsday device, and that wasn't a smart move. One, two, three. Animal pins, Perfect. and uh, New Tag Team Champions winning their titles back, the LOD. Uh, Rude grabs Ellering from the outside, because he thought that he would uh, be slick about this, and uh, tries to evade. Bobby Heenan and try to, tries to save Heenan the the, the beatdown after the post match um, because of the stipulation that Paul Ellering would have five minutes with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, as Rude grabs Ellering from behind, he grabs uh, his his two arms and he's he's kind of gearing him towards Heenan. Ellering's a veteran though, and he he does a low blow kick to the balls of Rude, um, and Heenan then starts running from Ellering and he goes into the cage really I mean not a smart idea but hey it's Bobby the Brain Heenan um, so the LOD are standing there and Ellering gets into the cage closes the door behind him we get a few punches from Ellering to Bobby he bumps across the cage then he goes and slams into the cage door and it gets slung open and he takes a bump onto the mat uh, looks pretty rough and the heels eat dirt, and the L.O.D. celebrate in the ring. Wow. Yeah, good stuff there.
1: Yeah, um, like I said, everything that we expected, and then some based on how this story arc has uh, has,
0: has evolved and progressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, backstage, we go to Roddy Piper holding a black baseball bat. You see, I've been seeing a lot of things lately. Things I want to take a swing at. I want to take a swing at being an honest man. I want to take a swing at being a good guy. I want to take a swing at the Royal Rumble. I want to take a swing at the Heenan family. I want to take a swing at Flair. I want to take a swing at Sting. If I win the rubble. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to swing like I'm shooting for the stars. And then he just walks off and pats the bat. Some uh, interesting words there from Roddy Piper. Since recently uh, his relations with Sting have caused him to uh, suffer more of the, uh, of the grunt of the punishment as well, you know?
1: Yeah, Piper is uh, a man on edge and someone that, you know, is, is very unpredictable. And with a baseball bat and his issues with Sting and the Heenan family and everything that's culminated, Piper being um, the unpredictable character that he is is definitely a wild card and a favorite in the upcoming Royal Rumble match.
0: Yes, indeed. All right, before the Royal Rumble match... We're gonna get the WWF Championship. That's right, the WWF Championship. Out first, it's Abdullah the Butcher with Gary Hart in his corner against Sting! A man called Sting. Sting! Right. (laughs) Coming down in his best uh, Civil War jacket or uh, some type of draped out jacket. And uh, with the belt Civil
1: War jacket No,
0: oh, that's the heart foundation I'm sorry um,
1: are you ta- Oh, you're talking about With like the little like t-
0: Tassels The
1: tassels on the top And like yeah. the shoulder pads. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah Alright, I
0: got you. Okay, I was like Civil
1: War? What the fuck? Sting turned into some fucking General? General Sting General you, you Oh boy Benedict Sting over here? What the
0: fuck's yeah. going on? Yeah, wow uh, So uh This match Abdullah comes out first with Gary. Sting comes out and the crowd is going ape shit. Abdullah attacks Sting while he's still in his jacket and standing facing the crowd in the corner. A
1: Civil War jacket. Yes. Got to get exactly. that shit right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is kind of a slow plotting match. Uh, Abdullah dropping some vicious elbows to the throat, gripping the head of Sting, using a chin lock. Sting's face paint is peeling. That's how you know they're having a, a good long match. Is when the hero's in despair and Sting's face paint is peeling. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, face paint's got to peel, otherwise it's not real.
0: Yep, And you talked about it on your Tory episode where you scratched the paint off. I did that too, man. I did that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. oh with the oh, yeah, with the with my little men. Yeah. Yep, with your little men. <laughs> yeah, with my little men,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, during the match, uh, Sting goes to lift Abdullah, but Abdullah falls on Sting, crushing him. One, two, no big kick out. Gary's on the outside and says, "Go for the finish. Finish him. End him." I can't do a good Gary Hart. Uh, Stab him. That's a better Gary Hart, I guess.
1: (laughs) Did you ever hear the 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 stories about
0: Gary Hart? He would bring a razor blade with him everywhere. He'd always have a razor blade with him.
1: What, like when he went to the ring?
0: Anytime. He was ready to cut somebody. I mean, he's the guy that, you know, was friends with Bruiser Brody who got his... You know, stomach uh-huh. cut out, so uh
1: Did you know that he was involved in you know, not to go off the rails here for a second, but did you know that he was involved in a plane crash that yes. almost ended his life too? Yep. It was it was before like the Ric Flair plane crash from what I heard.
0: Yeah, there was a couple other wrestlers on there as well, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I never I I didn't know that until uh when I used to have the world class D V D. That WWE put out, there were some extras and that was one of the stories that he told, how like he you know, uh he was involved in a plane crash and, I, like, I think like the plane like landed in like a lake or something, and he like had mm-hmm. no clothes and he had to like swim out and like it was yeah it was some pretty wild stuff. But yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, race Gary Hart.
0: I'd, yeah, I'd love to read his book. That's one of, that's on my holy grail of books if I can find it. Yeah, anyway. it's not out anymore, right?
1: Yeah, I think you have to find involved? like the PDF. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: But uh, Gary Hart here, yes, in the WWF. So Gary Hart's on the outside, telling Abdullah to finish off Sting. Abdullah grabs Sting's legs and arms and drags him to the corner. Abdullah then goes to the second rope for a splash, but Sting moves to the inside corner. Abdullah splashes the mat. Oh no, Sting's up in a hurry. He's chopping Abdullah, giving him some chop blocks, then a drop kick, another to Abdullah and he finally falls over after two drop kicks. Sting runs the ropes and splashes Abdullah on the ground. Sting is celebrating with the fans to get his mojo back and the fans are going crazy. Gary Hart is standing on the apron, Abdullah gets to go, gets up, and then gets one more dropkick from Sting and sends Abdullah into the corner. Sting runs to the opposite corner and screams as the fans scream with him and delivers one of the biggest Stinger splashes ever. Colliding with Abdullah, Sting runs back and delivers one more, and then one last, third, final splash to Abdullah, sending Sting crashing into the top half of Abdullah and over the top rope, and to the outside, crashing hard onto the mat, Abdullah, Goes between the middle and top rope and falls to the apron onto the floor. The referee starts his count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow, both men start to get moving. Uh Gary Hart is yelling at Abdullah to get up. Eight. Both men are at their knees, starting to use their hands to help them move up, and Abdullah is leaning on the apron. Nine, the referee is at. Sting is like a leopard, though, and springs into the ring at the last second. 10, ding, ding, ding. Your winner, by count out, Sting. Gary oh, Hart. come
1: on, man. That's like a, that's like fucking kissing your sister. Title match in a pay per view? We're yep. going to have a fucking count out? Come on. Who booked this shit? <sighs>
0: oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> Gary kidding. Hart throws a fit and complains to Abdullah. Come on, man. It's the same as what Dave would say. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, your winner by count out and still WWF champion, Sting. The fans pop, but, you know, not going the way that they thought it would go. Sting didn't get a clean victory here. Sting is slowly putting a his hands uh, Abdullah comes right into the ring and he has the spike that he's been given by Gary Hart he stabs the head of of sting oh my god no then all of a sudden Jake comes down with the bag and his snake remember Jake and the calls are all you know aiming for sting they deliver boots to a bloodied Sting. Sting is getting, uh, you know, the hell beaten out of him right now. He's tied up in the ropes. Jake grabs a bag, uh, grabs out of the bag the golden cobra. The golden
1: cobra. It's like fucking Indiana Jones up in this motherfucker. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <speaking> I'm just kidding, ahead.
0: Jake nears towards Sting, and the, state, the snake is looking like he's going to bite and finish him. This sounds familiar from you know, normal storylines, but we've changed up some of the characters. All of a sudden, the lights go black.
1: Oh, well, before you do that, speaking of changing up characters, I got it. I got a great idea for our next booking. Yes. Stingy Anna Jones and the huge golden cobra. <laughs> what do you think about that?
0: That's good. No? With the no? Civil War jacket, though.
1: With the Civil War jacket. You Gotta have the Civil War jacket, yeah. Stingy Anna <laughs> Jones and the huge golden cobra. On your oh. next edition of Hulkamania is Dead. Book that yes. shit, brother.
0: And I will, uh, I'll do the photoshopping for that. Okay, I'll make cool. Sure done. I'm just. <laughs> Uh, so Jake is about to, uh, looking like he's gonna have this Cobra bite sting. The lights go black. What? What's going on? Boom! The crowd pops. They know who that is. Boom! The lights come back on. Jake is in the ring, looking towards the aisle, confused. Abdullah and Gary are on the other side of the ring. There's a casket in the aisle way. Whoa. Gary and Abdullah approach the casket with fear. Uh, that you know Gary opens this casket slowly and it's the undertaker he just pops out throat thrusting at air Ab- Abdullah and Gary and he goes towards the casket and Jake runs hightails it gets you know runs through the crowd with his bag and the snake undertaker enters the ring and he loosens the ropes Sting realizes that undertaker is the person who just saved him the two men stare at each other Sting's music starts to play again Sting nods his head at the undertaker the undertaker rolls his eyes back and then exits slowly. The crowd starts popping. Uh, what a moment here from both these guys. Uh, they've had some history, but it looks like they are kind of on the same page with, uh, uh, you know, the heels that they've they've had to face. Because uh, as we know in our storyline, the cause uh, put... The Undertaker in a casket, and that was payback yes. for um, you know the, this, this long feud between Jake and the Undertaker.
1: The cause had formed, um, and, and and took the Undertaker out at Survivor Series. But now, finally, someone with enough booking sense to to make the match happen between Sting and the Undertaker. Jesus Christ! It only fucking took how long? <laughs>
0: They had a match before, but it's uh it's gearing to go around one more time.
1: Oh, okay, all right. See, that's that's you know th- th- that's good to know because I was cyclical. a little lost there. But sick- cyclical. Okay, yeah. all right, I got you. I got they'll you. They'll come
0: back around. Yeah. So uh yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there, man. Um, some interesting stuff. Okay, let's go to the actual Royal Rumble. I'm gonna list down the thirty competitors in order of how they come out, and then we'll talk about how it goes down. Uh, as we know, the first one is Lex Luger. Then number two, Jim Duggan. Number three, Smash of Demolition. Number four, Bushwhacker Loop. Number five, Tito Santana. Number six, Crush from Demolition. Number seven, Warlord. Number eight, British Bulldog. Back at it. Number nine, Jerry Sags. Number 10, Rick Rude. Number 11, Owen Hart. Number 12, Barbarian. Number 13, Bushwhacker Butch. Number 14, Shawn Michaels. Number 15, Animal number 16 rick flair number 17 brian knobs number 18 brett hart whoa number 19 hey now big boss man number 20 mr perfect number 21 irs number 22 returning coco beware number 23 earthquake number 24 hawk number 25 typhoon number 26 Junkyard Dog, number twenty-seven; Jake the Snake Roberts, number twenty-eight; The Mountie, number twenty-nine; Ted DiBiase, and number thirty; Roddy Piper. Okay, so during this uh, during this Royal Rumble, Lex Luger goes under the bottom rope and uh, kind of hides out for a little bit and feigns an injury. Um, he, he's eliminated a couple people in the you know in a weaselly way, the British Bulldog, uh, to name one and maybe uh, Bushwhacker Luke. Um, so Lex Luger kinda hides out during this a bit and then comes back when uh, Ric Flair enters at number 16. So uh, that's that's how Lex Luger stays in the Royal Rumble throughout number one. Um, as I said, number 18 was Bret Hart. So when he returns, he comes down with a huge pop and he Immediately goes after Shawn Michaels who came in at number 14 these guys go flying over the top rope eliminating themselves bashing and brawling Um, There's a big huge scene in because of this and there's a lot of eliminations and some dirty tactics by Ric Flair and Lex Luger Um, So we're cleaning up house there and it comes down to the wire later in This Royal Rumble with the last four being Lex Luger Ric Flair Roddy Piper and Jake the snake Roberts Ooh, alright. So, are Piper and Flair are fighting because obviously they have a long heated rivalry. They want to get their hands on each other. Uh, Jake and Lex are going at it. Jake is able to uh, scrape the eyes of Lex, but Lex had him in a torture rack and he drops him over the top rope. Jake is out. Damn, he slipped off. That happens. Then, Roddy Piper flips Ric Flair over the rope. He's out, but Ric Flair holds on to Roddy Piper's arm. Lex Luger comes in with that big elbow, sending Roddy Piper flying over, and Lex Luger wins the 1992 Royal Rumble with a little hand from Ric Flair.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So now, now you know, I mean, the healing family prevails. Yes. But it was somewhat at the, like you know, Ric Flair kind of, and their their took, main horse yeah. took took the bullet for Lex Luger, mm-hmm. which that, which to me basically sounds like we're gonna see some. That there could potentially be some issues within the Heenan family further. Now that you know Luger eliminated Piper and Flair to win the Royal Rumble match, when I'm guessing it wasn't meant for Luger to win the match.
0: No. More or less for Flair to secure his victory, and Luger was kind of his shooter in the match. But yeah, like I said, Luger came in and uh, he he snuck away with the victory there by, uh, you know, hitting Piper and then flipping out Flair and Piper at the same time. Yeah. Wow. So interesting stuff there. We're going to have Sting and Lex Luger. That's our main event for WrestleMania. Lex Luger is getting to challenge Sting for the title, but... Sting has some stuff on the way, so we'll see, uh, if that's where we're going and what happens with the returning Undertaker as he's, uh, he's kind of geared towards Abdullah and Jake again. He wants that revenge for what they did to him, but, uh, we'll see if he can do that by himself. Then what will happen with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels? Bret Hart returned after Shawn Michaels, you know, uh, kind of caused an injury to him and, uh, This will be interesting to see these guys finally get their hands on each other, maybe. Um, Find out more what happens next on the next episode of Hulkamania's Dead, where we'll have the road to WrestleMania. Um, Dave, any thoughts? What are you thinking?
1: I mean, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's interesting with you know Luger winning, and it really didn't sound like it was meant for him to win. Um, and and like I said, Flair kind of taking the bullet, dying on the sword inadvertently, with Luger eliminating. Um, but you know, I'm also interested to see where this Undertaker thing goes with the 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 cause. Um, how is, how is that going to unfold? As well as Undertaker and Sting kind of having that moment at the end of that match there. There's, there's a little something there, too, that I think is going to get addressed and touched upon. Bret Hart returning in the Royal Rumble. Um, so we definitely know that he's going to have his eyes on Shawn Michaels, as well as Shawn Michaels' insurance policy being a big factor um, in Shawn Michaels' recent string of victories. So that, that's, that should be interesting. Also, too, I think um, that I think could potentially be touched upon in in future story arcs here is, uh, you know, Michael's got that insurance policy, but remember, he broke away from DiBiase and the Million Dollar Corporation Mm -hmm. with with their somewhat of an alliance. So was this insurance policy originally part of DiBiase's plan, or did Michael's go and do this on his own? There's some questions to be answered when it comes to that. So, yes, um, indeed, I think there's a lot, of, you know, a, a lot of questions um, that definitely need to be answered on a number of fronts. That I think is a good thing going into these next few
0: uh, story arcs, heading into you know our WrestleMania season. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, thank you for joining me. And everybody, if you like this episode, please rate, review, share, and subscribe and help us grow. Um, you can always write to us at podcast at gmail.com. You can always drop a line on Facebook at Retromania. You can DM us if you have any requests, if you have any thoughts of this. We're always on Facebook. Um, like I said, any podcasting app by searching Retromania with a W, that's Podbean. That's Apple Podcast. That's Stitcher. That's Google Play. That's Spotify. A lot of love on Spotify lately. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, And again, we will catch you next time on the road to WrestleMania.